Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just over a week until Super Bowl 57, and on Thursday we heard from both quarterbacks who are still standing after a grueling 2022 that took down a lot of QBs because of injuries or ineptitude, even as we talk more and more about what the offseason could look like with a quarterback chessboard. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are headed to Glendale soon with their offenses. And, of course, the two defenses for the Chiefs and the Eagles, very different but also uh, very accomplished and confident in their own rights. So excited to hear from them a little bit. Also, Nick Saban talking about Jalen Hurts. And then D'Amico Ryans introduced in Houston If anybody can change the culture there, it feels like the buzz and the electricity, the excitement around him going back to the Texans, this could be finally the right hire for Nick Casario and the McNair family. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. Final show of the work week. I hope that you have some fun plans for the weekend, whatever it is that you need. No football games. No football games for the first time in months since September. And if you count preseason going back to mid-August, what? It's going to be strange. I suppose I'll survive with the movie night and some popcorn. So on Twitter, A-Law Radio, what are you doing this weekend? I'd love to know. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Right now to Vegas we go. The home of this weekend's Pro Bowl festivities and, of course, the Super Bowl next year. This is where we find Mike Pritchard. Mike's a Las Vegas native but also works there now with Visa Network. He is the lead NFL analyst, a former NFL wide receiver himself, also a member of the Colorado Athletic Hall of Fame, which is one of the reasons why we've connected with him. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for a couple of minutes. I actually want to start with the NFL because even though there are no games this weekend, we had some big news. Last 48 hours dominated by the Tom Brady retirement conversation. When you think of him down the road, what will come to mind about the way he played the position and who he is to the league? Ultimate competitor, uh, Amy. I mean, I, I played with some great competitors and obviously played against some great competitors. And 
Uh, I mean, my era, we had the great Joe Montana, Dan mm. Marino, uh, Steve Young, John Elway, Warren Moon, uh, goes on and on and on, all, Jim Kelly, all these Hall of Famers. Um, but I've never seen uh, or witnessed from a fan's perspective, like I was since I've been retired, the drive that this man has, has had his entire career. Uh, it's like he was chasing uh, something uh, or something to prove each and every year. And uh, his will to win uh, was at the top. That's what's made him the GOAT. Uh, his drive and initiative to fine-tune his body, uh, to fine-tune his mechanics, uh, to just turn himself into the best player possible. I mean, I, I think I have not seen an athlete get to that level. Playing against great Jerry Rice or playing with the great <laughs> Deion Sanders, I mean, all those guys have those abilities and had those abilities, obviously. But there was something about Tom Brady – uh, and his more than two decades career just that just defied the odds, right? And just defied father time, and, and he kept playing at a high level of excellence. So uh, that that's what comes to mind for me. Uh, incredible, incredible career, um, and and a guy that just raised the level of the people around him. And I, I think as a quarterback, as a leader, that's exactly uh, what you want for your legacy. In addition to raising the level of play of those who are on the field with him or even trying to play against him, it feels as though he's raised the bar for the quarterback position as a whole. The way the rules have changed, and a lot of people lament the fact that the playing field is now tilted in the favor of the offense drastically. Even quarterbacks will tell you that. I hear Kurt Warner say it all the time. How has uh, it changed the most at your position over the past couple mm-hmm. decades? Well, I, I think quarterbacks are specialized now. I mean, when I was playing, certainly we, we had our athletic quarterbacks, and, and you know they were accurate and and they were playmakers uh, in their own right and, and great playmakers. But I, I think quarterbacks today uh, they start getting groomed right before high school or even during high school. Uh, they go to the Pete Manning camps and uh, they get all these personal coaches and. You know, they're not playing multiple sports. They become specialized uh, at what they do. And then all of a sudden they get to college and uh, they fine-tune that as well. And, and so we're seeing the elite players leave college early now. Uh, after the three years, you're eligible to get to the National Football League via the draft. Mm. Uh, and, and a lot of these guys are, are opting for that route. So the, the type of player that we're going to start seeing uh, come into the National Football League is going to be completely different. You know, it, Tom Brady, but I think Peyton Manning, uh, and these type of uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks have really specialized that position now for a lot of young players. Mike Pritchard is a former NFL wide receiver with the Falcons, the Broncos, the Seahawks. He is now the lead NFL analyst at Visa Network based in Las Vegas, which is his hometown. And we're excited to have him for the first time here on After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. It is significant that we have a Super Bowl in which there are two African-American quarterbacks for the first mm-hmm. time. Why does it matter, Mike? You know what, Amy? It is important. Um, I, and I'm so supportive of the situation and, and the recognition of, of seeing two African-American quarterbacks start the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm one, and, and I did this on Vison too, when, when we first had the matchup. Uh, I mentioned that we have two air raid quarterbacks. You know, in other words, uh, Texas Tech uh, produced Pat- Patrick Mahomes and OU uh, and certainly Alabama produced uh, Jalen Hurts. Yes. And-, and I didn't even think about color. Right. And that's that's where I hope we can get to uh, as a society where we're not recognizing the first African-American or the first 
uh, any ethnicity, ethnicity uh, being uh, for the first time. I mean, it is monumental. I, I don't want to discount that, but I, I also want uh, to get beyond color. I, I just want to get beyond all that notion from the past and, and really concentrate on the progress that everybody has made. You spent some time in Denver, uh, both mm-hmm. as receiver as well as an analyst or as a reporter. Uh, Sean Payton may not have been the Broncos' first choice. I guess we're, we may never know that. Uh, but he's there now. Right. How do you like the fit with a Russell Wilson that, as you noted, has struggled and is coming off a tough season? From my Broncos, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I really don't, uh, Amy. I, I, I hope for the best. But I, I know that you're right. It has to be a good fit. I mean, Sean Payton... He's a he's a brand name. Uh, he certainly is, and he's getting paid for that, right? Uh, close to twenty million dollars a year. And then you have another brand name, and and Russell Wilson. But uh, like uh, Giannis Tedekumpo said, the Greek freak. You know, um, your your ego is your past, though, right? And that's what I think we're living off of, or at least the Broncos are living off of, is the past of Russell Wilson promising the future will be better. The same thing with Sean Payton. The past of Sean Payton hopefully is going to produce a better future. But you have to let go of those egos. And, and I, I wonder if there, those two individuals are going to be able to do that. Uh, because I know Russell Wilson is set in his ways. Uh, and, and, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that, you know, is he coachable at this point? Uh, we're going to find out because I think Sean Payton is going to challenge him on that. So uh, if it works out, it's going to work out handsomely it's going to be a great situation i don't know when that's going to come about to be honest with you amy but if it doesn't work out it's going to be more of a disaster like we saw this past season when it comes to that type of a marriage where they weren't necessarily selected together Mm -hmm. who should have the final say should it be an experienced coach or should it be the guy who's on the field with the football well, the coach should have the final say. I mean, if you think about the uh, uh, the way the league has really worked, I mean, even the great Tom Brady uh, was always coachable, and he has been coachable. Mm. Um, we, we've heard the stories about uh, how Bill Belichick treated everybody the same uh, during those dynasty years of Tom Brady up there. And then certainly, uh, I think, uh, to a certain extent, Tom Brady's first year uh, in Tampa. But Russell has treated himself differently um, in terms of his new home and in terms of his old home. And we've seen and read all the reports and heard all the reports about how Russell Wilson elevated himself out of that locker room. And I get the sense that he's done that again in, in Denver. So you have to be a part of that team. That team has to believe in you 100%. Uh, but more importantly, I, I think you got to remain coachable. I mean, power struggles never work, uh, and I don't. I don't sense that. I'm not going to even try to sense that's going to happen for this relationship. Uh, but I know the last relationship there was an issue there. So, from the perspective of a former athlete, uh, and certainly for Russell Wilson, uh, he, he was not the same player. Uh, his mechanics were different. He was not seeing the field uh, like he once did. And so again, he's got to let go of that past and that ego. Uh, and look out that front windshield with the new coach and and help that new coach uh, help him on the field as well. 
Mike Pritchard is an NFL vet, played with three different franchises in the league most recently, or I should say when he retired, he was with the Seattle Seahawks after four years. We're glad to have him with us here on After Hours CBS Sports Radio. I bring up the Seahawks because they were one of the cool surprises or cool storylines that kind of came out of nowhere in 2022. I kind of feel like Pete Carroll could coach a water bottle and a pair of socks, and he's proved that over and over again. But what stands out to you from this job that he did with this group of guys? Oh, I love Pete Carroll. I mean, I I had the uh, fortunate opportunity to play against him. He was a coach of the Jets, I believe. Jets Jets for the Patriots. I'm trying to remember back then. But uh, (laughs) he is a phenomenal motivator. Um, I love his energy. Uh, you know, and, and I love the competition. I love the culture that he's created up there in Seattle. And they did surprise a lot of people uh, this year. But I don't know if it was a, a surprise to Pete Carroll because he knows how to roll up his sleeves and he knows how to get the most out of his younger players. And that's exactly what Seattle did. They got a lot out of that rookie draft class. They got a lot out of the newer players that they acquired uh, because of the competitiveness, because of the competition and the culture that he's created. And uh, nothing is given to you in the National Football League. We all now know that. But I, I think Pete Carroll and his staff really drives that home and, and really conveys that to the players. And they responded. Uh, I mean, Geno Smith, uh, there's this season that he had, right? Oh, my goodness. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously uh, a lot of those players responded in the right way. So uh, it was a surprising year. At the same time, disappointing because, you know, uh, once you get into the playoffs, you really want to proceed and, and grow and, and maybe make a run. Uh, but maybe that's in the immediate future for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they have a they have a great coach up there in Pete Carroll. Do you ever look at the NFL today and think how it's turned into a behemoth? NFL, we can never miss you if you don't go away. It never goes <laughs> away. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, people really enjoy the league. It, it provides great entertainment. But my goodness, it really is a monstrosity. <laughs> it, no, it, it really is. I, I mean, I, I love the ownership situation in, in which the the collective thought or, or certainly from a business standpoint, they want to grow. Uh, I mean, next year we're going to have so many uh, international games, and, and certainly that's where the growth is going to be, the streaming aspect uh, of the National Football League from, from their partners. I mean, that's going to grow. That's going to continue to grow. And the National Football League uh, and their philanthropic uh, ever, uh, endeavors, that's, that's still growing. We're are going to have the Pro Bowl here in Las Vegas and, and you know, the great Warren Moon and, and Shannon Sharp and everybody, Charles Woodson is going to be here along with all the Pro Bowlers and, and really giving back to the community uh, of Las Vegas and the youth, uh, the young athletes as well. So looking forward to that. And that's what the league has been about. Uh, and I'm a card-carrying member uh, mm-hmm. of this monstrosity. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't be more proud of it, really. I, I think it's a great product. Um, it's appealing to everybody, the competitiveness on the field, uh, and certainly what the NFL is about off the field as well. I love that you describe it that way, being part of something like the NFL mm-hmm. that really was underscored and came to light more for fans uh, over the course of that week when DeMar Hamlin had suffered the cardiac arrest. And for two days, he was in the hospital. We really didn't have much word. But the concern, the entire NFL, and really the league, as we just mentioned, doesn't shut down for anything. But for those couple days, and really for a good portion of that week, the NFL just stopped over concern for one of its own. And you could really feel the the brotherhood, the fraternity that week. 
Absolutely. I mean, I was done with the show and, and just went off air um, right when I saw the ambulance on the field mm. uh, there in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, you immediately started to try to find information as quickly as possible because you knew it wasn't a, a good situation for anybody. Uh, and then you get the details. And uh, you're right. I mean, it's it's it was a brotherhood from a former player's perspective. Uh, it put in a context something that I think I took for granted as a player, and that uh, is when every time I went into a stadium for a game, um, it w- there was a subtle reminder over in the corner of my eye as I walked into the locker room, but I, I, it wasn't that vivid reminder, and it was the ambulance, right? I mean, every time you go into the locker room to get padded up and get taped up for a football game, there's an ambulance there, mm. uh, and you don't really think about it. But what happened to Demar Hamlin, and and when you saw the ambulance on the field, uh, you just pray to God that everything was going to be okay. But also, you know, with the doctors uh, also in attendance and the the training staffs and the EMTs, uh, you know, Demar was going to get the best possible help he could receive at that moment. So. Um, I, I, yeah, just put it in the vivid nature. I think for a lot of people, uh, certainly as a former player, it did for me, but uh, I think for all the current players as well. So we're, we're, we're highly thankful uh, of everybody that's involved uh, with our safety out there on the field each and every game day. Definitely saved DeMar's life, that emergency yeah. action plan. I didn't even know it existed, but the NFL has it for every game in every city where mm-hmm. they go, and thank goodness for that. Mike Pritchard is with us from Las Vegas, now the lead NFL analyst at Vizen. And here we go. We got, well, still about a week or so uh, until the Super Bowl, but this is the game, the event of the year. So initial thoughts on the Eagles and the Chiefs and how they match up. Well, Amy, I think we got a great matchup um, from a betting perspective. Certainly what we're doing at Decent, uh, we're, we're trying to cover all the angles and, and give everybody all the information uh, necessary to, in which they can enjoy the game a little bit differently uh, with a, from a wager standpoint. So um, I, I think uh, we got a spread of one and a half right now Ooh. with Philly as a favorite, right? That line's come down a little bit as <laughs> Patrick Mahomes gets healthier and healthier and certainly his receivers get healthier and healthier. We'll see what that number does, but – I, 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 the NFC was so top-heavy uh, with Philly uh, and San Francisco. Uh, and so those two teams duped it out, and Philly uh, came out on top. It was unfortunate about Brock Purdy. Uh, but then in the AFC, I mean, you really had uh, the quarterbacks were all in that conference in terms of uh, the superstars, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. So it, it came down to Joe Burrow, and, and uh, I call him PFM2. Uh, because we had PFM one, which was Peyton freaking Manning, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now we have Patrick freaking Mahomes now. So uh, that guy, what he did on that bum ankle uh, and his will to win, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible uh, what he was able to accomplish out there for his football team. So I, I think when you have a competitor like this, uh, PFM two. Uh, against the Eagles, who are highly dominant and, and certainly a great team, uh, I think we're going to have an outstanding game. So, Mike, I was just thinking of this as you're talking about these two quarterbacks. Who are some of your favorite wide receivers in the NFL to watch today? I think I have um, love for Justin Jefferson's game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
he is an incredible, incredible wide receiver. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know he's, he's going to get the respect. He's going to get honored this year, and, and it's rightly so. Jamar Chase is incredible uh, as well. Cooper Cup, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can cover him, uh, you know, when he's right, when he's healthy. There's there's a lot of great receivers. I mean, yes. DK Metcalf, I mean, just the speed, the, the catch radius, Mike Evans. And I can go on and on, and that's the beauty of the National Football League right now. There's so many great athletes uh, that are just making a difference, and it's spread across the league, too, uh, And from a wide receiver standpoint. Uh, because you have guys six four and they're running four three and uh, and again they expand the catch radius and just are incredible incredible players. So I think Christian Watson, uh, as a young player, is going to be phenomenal uh, as he grows and matures up there in Green Bay. So uh, I, at the top, I'd put Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, right there, Cooper Cup, uh, in in the top five. Um, you, you know, like I mentioned, DK Metcalf as well. So uh, there's there's an excellent. Um, an excellent group of receivers in the league right now. You crossed paths with Ed McCaffrey in Denver, right? I did. We were roomies uh, for a year um, in Denver. Now that his son is in the league and obviously has a home with San Francisco, nine straight games with a touchdown, his versatility blows me away. But it's kind of cool to see his son in the league now, right? It is incredible. Ed was a great athlete. um, And I know his wife, Lisa, was a great athlete too. And, um, uh, you know, they, they have um, several great uh, athletes as some, yes. as, as you know, uh, but Christian, uh, I was able to watch him in high school when I was out in Denver. Uh, that's my second home. And uh, he was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, now that uh, he's in the National Football League and doing great, great things and, and he's with the right team right out the, back out there in the Bay Area, not too far from Palo Alto, uh, where he set records uh, at, Stan- at Stanford. So, uh, no, he he was he was a, a, an excellent pickup for the 49ers, and um, I, you know from a running back standpoint, you hope that he can stay elusive and stay healthy, uh, because I still want to see him do some work uh, for a lot of years uh, up there in the Bay Area with San Francisco. Mm. All right, so before I let you go, pivot a little mm-hmm. bit. You were part of a national championship at Colorado in Boulder mm-hmm. and also part of the CU Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, coming off of National Signing Day, Deion Sanders, the new coach, is touting this class, and certainly he he brings a lot of attention. He's been able to bring some high-profile recruits. What do you think so far of Dion in Boulder? I love it. I love Coach Prime in Boulder. He loves <laughs> Boulder. I mean, that, that press conference, and that was genuine, too. I, I had the fortunate opportunity to play three years with Dion in Atlanta, Dion Sanders. Wow. Uh, and his work ethic um, was very strong then. He didn't take a rep off. It showed as he turned himself into the best of all time at his position, uh, hands down a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, but his commitment to young men, his commitment to the process in instilling uh, the work ethic or, or the knowledge that these young men are going to need to succeed, his commitment is, is at a fever pitch now. It's never been at a higher level, I don't believe. So I, I think all of that is awesome, and it's been a great beginning to what I believe is going to be impactful for CU uh, and, and the football program and, and institution as well. I mean, I think the state, I mean, the <laughs> culture of college football, everybody's looking at CU right now. Uh, and everybody wants to be a part of it, all because of Coach Prime. So he knows how to create attention. Uh, he knows how to handle uh, attention like this on the big stage. And certainly he knows how to get results. So 
Uh, I think we're heading in the right direction. I cannot wait until spring mm-hmm. ball uh, a little bit later on in the year and then certainly when we kick it off for real uh, later on in the fall. Did you ever have to match up with him in practice? I did. I did. We used to, <laughs> we used to fight. Well, not fight physically. We would, we would try to negotiate the front of the line for one-on-ones when to go up against primetime or, or Dion, right? Because you knew you were going to get better. And, you know, at that time, it was Andre Risen and Michael Haynes and me and, and a few other receivers, Drew Hill. And, and so we used to try to maneuver uh, and, you know, we'd tie our shoe. If somebody, oh, I can't go this rep. You got to go, and <laughs> and we would try to we would try to time it to where we could go up against Dion because you know he was going to make you better. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely, was able to uh, uh, sharpen my sharpen my game uh, going up against the great Dion Sanders in practice. Mm, that is absolutely what you love, uh, and also mm-hmm. I feel like you were quite the name dropper, Mike. All of these people that you played with or <laughs> against—that this is when I cut my teeth on the NFL. So this this is super cool to be able to connect with you. I tell you what, it's not bad to name drop some of those players though <laughs> when you played with them, right? I mean, right. Those, there were some incredible, incredible players uh, to be, uh, and that was my opportunity and and certainly the time that I enjoyed in the league. A nine-year NFL vet who played in three different uh, places and was a wide receiver who uh, gets to name drop some of quarterbacks and then some cornerbacks uh, and now is with Vizen as their lead NFL analyst. You'll hear him on the Pro Football Blitz on the weekends, but then also part of the other shows as we get closer to the Super Bowl on Twitter at M.I. Pritchard. So, M, make sure you got the little I in there. M.I. Pritchard. It is great to connect with you. You're welcome on the show anytime. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Amy, it was my pleasure. I love the invite, and absolutely, I look forward to doing this again. Right? <laughs> 23 minutes, 24 minutes, whatever it was since the top of the hour. That flew by. Uh, being able to talk to Mike about not just who he played with, but who he played against. And uh, the situation in Denver with the Broncos. And uh, pointed comments about Russell Wilson and the fact that there better not be a power struggle there because it won't help. And love what he had to say about Dion at his alma mater. All of our guests podcasted separately on the After Hours with Amy Lawrence podcast. Uh, and you'll see the link on both our Facebook and Twitter sites every weekday morning. Uh, and then generally I go back and I share the link to our guests a little bit later in the day when I wake up. So we kind of double team you, Jay Early, me late. Uh, I did ask him about two African-American quarterbacks in the NFL uh, in his premier game for the first time. Patrick Mahomes was also asked about that on this Thursday as we cruise forward toward a Friday and put a post up on our Facebook page with no real football this weekend for the first time since August. Uh, how will you fill your time? I mean, curled up in a fetal position is an acceptable response. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Bengals four-man rush. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain, and the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Mitch Holtis on Kansas City Chiefs Radio, that ultimate moment, or actually the penultimate moment that led to the ultimate moment, which was the field goal by Harrison Butker to down the Bengals 23-20. And yes, it was a late hit. Uh, We know everything that unfolded, the criticism of the referees. There was also criticism of Patrick Mahomes. People, I saw former NFL players accusing him of flopping, which I could not believe. Now, I didn't see any former offensive players accusing him of flopping. I only saw defensive players <laughs> accusing him of that. Uh, but Joseph Asai and his emotion and the Bengals stepping up and, and trying to take care of their 22-year-old who was so torn up over that hit. And really, with 12 seconds to go in the game, there was no recovery for the Bengals. So Mahomes was asked about it Thursday as he met with the media. Did you exaggerate the late hit? The most pain I had was stopping. So once he pushed me, it would have been hard to put my foot in the ground and try to stop. So I, I kind of just... I, I rolled through it, and you get over there with the heaters and the, the benches and people. Um, that's where a lot of times people get hurt, and I, I think that's the reason that there's, there's a flag for getting pushed out of bounds like that late. Um, and so uh, once I got pushed, I just tried to roll and try to not hurt people and not hurt myself, and um, the flag was called. I mean, I was pretty pretty far out of bounds. It was probably the furthest I've been out of bounds before I've been hit. Um, so uh, I just I rolled through it. The flag was thrown the right way, and it got us in the field goal range. Yeah, that was my first thought. And if you don't believe me, you can check out the timestamp on Twitter. This first thing that came to mind when I saw that hit was, holy crap, that was dangerous. Because Mahomes rolled Osai himself, or Osai himself ended up smashing into the bench. There was a guy sitting over there, uh, and very often, yet slippery on those surfaces off of the, the side of the field. So it's, it's super dumb. There's no way that he flopped like he's a soccer player or uh, an NBA player. It's after hours here on CBS sports radio. I just had the chance to ask former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard about the significance of two African-American quarterbacks meeting in the Super Bowl against each other. And Patrick, as well as Jalen hurts also spoke about this occasion on Thursday. 
I think it's special, and I've learned more and more about the, the history of the black quarterback since I've been in this league, and uh, uh, the guys that came before me and, and Jalen set the stage for this, and now I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are uh, kids that are coming up now. And so uh, uh, it'll be a great game uh, two, against two great teams and against another great quarterback. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to go out there and try to do what we can to, to win against a great team. It is history. You know, it's come a long way. I think there's only been seven um, African-American quarterbacks to play in the Super Bowl. So um, to be the first for some is, is pretty cool. So I know it will be a good one. Patrick and Jalen both speaking about this moment. Uh, Andy Reid has talked about it as well. What I did not realize, Jalen says, now I didn't confirm the number, but still it's a it's a limited number of black quarterbacks ever to play in a Super Bowl. And so I was thinking about it. Marco and I, we're going to see if we can figure them out because I, I gave him a heads up when we were in break. So obviously, I, well, I remember Doug Williams because right. that, that was the Redskins. It happened against the Denver Broncos. It was one mm-hmm. of my earliest painful football memories. Mm-hmm. So Doug Williams to be sure. Right. And then I came up with right away Patrick Mahomes, obviously right. because he played in two other ones. And then Donovan McNabb played in the Super Bowl for Philadelphia in 04, so that mm-hmm. would have been another one of their appearances. Who else did we come up with? Uh, well, I can tell you Steve McNair. Steve McNair with, with now that was the was it Houston? Oh, so, uh, was it Tennessee. Right, Tennessee. The t- yeah, Titans yeah, yeah. against uh, the Rams in St. Louis That's for 99. Right. That's right, okay. Uh, Russell Wilson. Obviously, twice. right, Russell Wilson. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. 2013, so that would have been our first Super Bowl here on CBS Sports Radio, because right. that was Ravens and Niners. Right. Uh, what are we up to? Is that Six or seven, I don't remember. Let's see. Uh, I have to go by, go Pat, by year. Doug, Steve, Colin. Are we missing one? Um, Wait, I feel like we said more than that. Russ. We did. <laughs> Russ, Pat, Steve. Oh, Donovan. Russ, Pat, Steve, Colin, Donovan, and Doug Williams. That's six. So is he including uh, himself? No. I don't know, but I, can, I mean, one? to go through the years, see, 99, 2000. <laughs> I, I, the I, honestly, I go, well, you said Doug Williams yes. is obviously the first one, so we know that's 87. So 88, it wasn't. That was Boomer in Montana. 89, I could do the Elway in Montana. 90 was uh, Hostetler and Kelly. 91, Rippin and Kelly. Kelly and Macon twice. Uh, Cowboys, Niners, they didn't have Steve black Young quarterbacks. And Stan Humphreys. Then you got Aikman and Neil O'Donnell, oh Brett Farvin, Drew Bledsoe. Brett Favre and John Elway, Elway and Chris Chandler. You are an Steve McNair and Kurt Warner. Kerry Collins and Trent Dilfer in 2001. You got Brady Warner and, and Brady. And Brady. Yep. Uh, 2002, you got Rich Gannon and Brad Johnson. Oh 03. <laughs> you've got Brady and you've got Jake DeLome. Then Brady and McNabb, which we said. We said McNabb. 05, you got Roethlisberger and Hasselback. 06, you've got Peyton Manning and Rex Grossman. Well, I can't oh, even seven. remember what, like three years ago, the Super Bowl. And I don't know is... what I had for breakfast, but this I know. Okay. Eli Manning and Brady in 07, <laughs> Roethlisberger and Warner in 08, 9 was Breeze and Manning, 10 was Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers, 11 was Manning and Brady again, 12 was Kaepernick and Flacco, 13 was Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning, 14 is Brady and Russell Wilson, 15, Cam Newton and... Cam Newton! That's right. Oh, duh. I'm an idiot. That was against my Broncos. There duh. you go. That was okay. the one we yes. missed. That's the one. He was and the then, MVP that year, obviously. MVP that year. Okay. And then Von Miller obviously gets the MVP in the Super right. Bowl. Uh, and then that would say, because 16 is then back to Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. 17. I mean, he's got to finish. Is he Nick has to Foles finish and now. Brady. 18. <laughs> uh, 18 is Jared Goff and Brady. 19 is Mahomes and, and um, Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you got 20. You've got Brady and Mahomes. 
and then Stafford uh, last year. Uh-huh. I was in the Super Bowl last year. See, Saints? this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> nope, you got to finish. Who was in the Super Bowl Burl. last year? Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I was half kidding. <laughs> That was beautiful. That was incredible. Round of applause for <laughs> Marco Belletti. I tell you all the time, he's a football encyclopedia when it comes to these like minute types of lineups or or history like this. Uh, he can tell you the Giants' offensive line in 1984, or some such nonsense. Mm. Uh, anyway, th- yeah. So how can I forget Cam Newton? Don't tell Broncos Nation that I forgot about Cam because he caused me well, headaches. He probably wants to forget that game. No, well, I mean, Von Miller did get the best of him. That's for sure. The Broncos defense was otherworldly. All right. So just to recap, McNair, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Doug Williams. We were just talking about Cam Newton and see now I'm missing one. Russell Wilson, I think you mean. No, I said Russ. Oh, uh, Doug Donovan, Donovan and Doug. Oh, Donovan yeah, okay. McNabb and Doug So that's Williams. seven. Wow. That, I, I mean, I, it's not that I didn't believe Jalen. I just thought that, I mean, that's crazy. In the history of the Super Bowl, we're going into 57. And Pat was a repeat, obviously. Uh, and now he's going to be in it for a third time. But Well, again, goodness. I mean, it's, it's we've come a long way, but not far enough. Because obviously, I mean, this didn't start until 1987. I mean, think about the the idea and, and the distinction and all the, mm-hmm. that everything that came against it. And all the, they're not smart and all the nonsense that yeah. you've heard for so stupid. many stupid years. Right. Uh, so it's only been 30-odd years, which is insanity. Right. Well, and think about where we are now and the number of great quarterbacks that we could see extending this, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is not going away anytime soon. We know Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are built to stick around. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they were a double-figure win team uh, this year as well. Lamar Jackson may or may not have a new home, but he's won uh, playoff games as well. Deshaun Watson now with the Cleveland Browns and, of course, was with Houston. I mean, they were in AFC championships. They just never got over the – or did – yeah, they went to AFC. Who? No, Texans? the Texans no. did not get to an AFC championship. No. They fell shy. Patriots blocked them multiple times. Um, and so, yeah, you've got uh, – one Russ is in Denver now. Um, you've got some really good young quarterbacks that we could see making some noise. Justin Fields, could the Bears potentially put pieces around him? I think it's just the idea that hopefully we've gotten past this stigma and we're looking right. at talent and the athlete and the person. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, whether you, are you good enough? There you go. Yeah, and, and, it just, and it gets to the point where we stop looking at this stuff because we've got because we've grown accustomed because it happens so often. That would be the hope. Well, and that's what Mike Pritchard said. That's what others have said. But there's no denying that it's worth mentioning it. It oh, needs yeah. to be highlighted. Yeah. And my point is only in saying that we've got so many good young quarterbacks now that it shouldn't be one of those phenomena that we only see once in a blue moon or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's neat that it's two young men who represent the sport so well, too. They're very well thought of. They're uh, they're obviously very professional and classy, and they take care of their business. They're wonderful leaders. Uh, they're great ambassadors for the NFL. And so it's neat that it's these two guys. All right, that was fun. Uh, I mean, fun to listen to Marco Belletti be the smartest guy in the room. Sorry. Uh, it's no. Don't, why are you sorry? That was great. <laughs> it's. I can't remember literally three years ago, and you're like rattling off from 1987 or whatever it was. Yeah. Again, that stuff. That that's that's easy. That's the stuff I know. Once you get into like so you know what easy. happened, you know, so three easy. hours ago. No, I, okay. no idea. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I'm just going to miss his his smile every day, uh, his positivity, and um, yeah, just his knowledge of the game. It was a perfect match, honestly, given where I was coming from out of BYU, out of of position, or positionless, I guess you could say. um, being asked to, to play the mic position and a guy who played it at a high level and knew what it took to, to play at a high level to help develop me. And, um, you know, I'm not the player I am today without him. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. A pair of San Francisco 49ers who lose their defensive coordinator. First you hear the voice of Nick Bosa. And then you hear the voice of Fred Warner, who was very complimentary in talking about how D'Amico was so instrumental in his development as a player. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. To hear D'Amico speak uh, is to know that he commands a room. It's to know that he is ready with the energy, with the football knowledge, with the determination, all of that uh, he brings to the table now has a resume as well as a D coordinator at the highest level in the NFL. Uh, And he was thrilled, actually. Dream job is what we've heard about D'Amico back to Houston. I'm here home in H-Town. That's a dream job, right? (laughs) I get to work with Nick, with Kyle, to build this team the right way, right? We have a, a a young team. We have a lot of draft capital. We're we're excited to add even more talent to the team that we have. And it's a dream job because we can win here. Mm. And we're going to win here by collaborating, working together, building it the right way with the right people. We can win here. That's got to be music to the fans of the Texans who have gone through some rough stages. Four consecutive head coaches in four consecutive seasons. I mean, that's... Four different head coaches in four consecutive seasons. That's really hard to 
first of all, build anything, have any consistency, win, of course, because constant change equals constant losing in sports, and then think about how you have to, you're on this, like, carousel that's spinning faster and faster, and then, bam, slam on the brakes, and just you just have to start where you are. Uh, thankfully, they did get someone who was in high demand, actually. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he could have had his pick anywhere else. I'm thankful for the the Denver Broncos, and we had great interviews there, great people there. But when it came down to it, there is no place I wanted to be any more than H Town. So it was an easy it was an easy pick for me. It was a no brainer to be here. All right, be home. It was a no brainer. So it wasn't a, a difficult decision at all. It was very easy. The former Pro Bowl linebacker there with the Texans and then also played with the Eagles. Uh, We actually heard Jason Kelsey on, well, I heard, sorry, Jason Kelsey on the podcast uh, that I spent 90 minutes of my, 90 plus minutes of my life listening to uh, between Travis and Jason this week. Uh, They were doing the podcast when the news broke about D'Amico. And so Jason was referring to him as my former teammate and how he's going to crush it there and Uh, Same thing that Travis was saying, too. But what exactly is the plan for the Houston Texans? We want players to have a a special work ethic and a relentless mindset in everything that they do. That's that's what you're going to see from Texans football. You're going to see fast. You're going to see physical. You're going to see toughness. Uh, We want smart players who truly are dedicated to being the best that they want to be and guys who are coachable and guys who want to go win. I love this. I love this snag. I love this. I would say almost a coup by the Houston Texans because there were other potentially more attractive jobs, but not in Houston. And he says, we're home. His family wanted to move back to Houston. And so a lot of times we will talk about in pro sports where it's the money. It's always about the money or it's, you know, the most high profile job for a lot of athletes. Sometimes they want to go into the big cities, blah, blah, blah. For D'Amico Ryans, there's a personal element to it. His family, they wanted to be back in Houston. And so there are these other factors that come into play. A little bit like what people were saying with Tom Brady. Uh, The reports from Jeff Darlington uh, and others that he was only ever going to play in Tampa or he was going to retire. And, you know, the speculation is, well, his kids are in Florida. And and so there are things that are more important to Tom Brady than football. We're halfway through. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.